Hello and welcome to our ESG series of Instant Insights. I'm Amalia Maiden and I'm Martina Raveni and this series explores the topic of ESG, discussing why this theme is more than just hype for the future of businesses and taking a brief look into the latest news headlines of interest. Welcome back everyone, it's great to have you here with us once again. Today's episode will be focused on AI and of course how this theme blends with ESG. Amalia, you must have heard about the recent hype around AI technology and how it's impacted all sorts of markets. The, with the advent of ChatGPT, the AI chatbot launched last year by OpenAI, paved the way to the current hype surrounding this technology at the moment, indeed, business leaders are asking themselves whether and how much to invest their resources in AI, divided in a way by hype and hope. Samati, what should companies be considering when investing into this technology? Mm, companies are keen to take advantage of these new capabilities, particularly in areas such as sales, marketing and customer support. However, there are some inhibiting factors, I would say, that hold back the growth of the AI market. Um, one of them is the ongoing trade dispute between the US and China, which will likely impact technological progress and adoption. But again, we have ethical concerns that will result in new regulations, especially when it comes to the private use of surveillance technology. However, this is our, our ESG series, so let's look at this through the green lens. Amaya, what do you think about AI and ESG? Well, AI really has the potential to disrupt the business world, and market trends are telling us that AI really is the future with ChatGPT, as you just mentioned, but also self-driving cars, voice or facial recognition. It has the potential to solve a lot of problems, such as vehicle emissions, traffic congestion, and supply chain sustainability. We've seen that all of these can be related to ESG and can be impacted and solved by AI technologies. But there are also some environmental and social concerns around the impact of AI that we do need to be considering. What do you mean with this? Can you dig a bit farther? Yeah, of course. So a lot of people are really worried about their job security, and this is pretty understandable. There's a lot of fear around AI replacing skills and replacing jobs that many people rely on to provide incomes around the world. Now, obviously, this is not a new concern. Technology replacing people has been an issue that comes with every industrial revolution. However, with this new AI revolution, it's particularly important that governments ensure that the correct regulation is in place to protect the people and their rights. And then, of course, there's also the environmental impact of AI and the tech that it controls. Energy consumption and electronic waste pollution are huge issues when it comes to our ESG framework too. Yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully our guest today will be able to help us find more about AI in upcoming markets and its impact. Yes, so our guest for this episode is the Head of Product and Marketing at Everest Labs, Apurba Pradham. Everest Labs is a firm based in San Francisco which focuses on AI-powered robotic solutions for recycling and we're very excited to have Apurba here with us today to talk about how this works and what it will mean for ESG. Hi Apurba, how are you? Hi uh, Martina. Nice to meet you, and I'm um, great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so to start, it would be great if you could introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your company, Everest Labs, uh, what you do. Sure. 
Um, yeah, I run product and strategy and marketing for a company named Everest Labs. Um, we are an AI and robotics focused company uh, that's solving problems for the recycling industry. Um, so we use modern technology like AI and robotics uh, to help modernize a material recovery facility or your commonly known as sort of recycling centers. Um, to improve their uh, recovery rates of, um, you know, uh, capturing recyclable materials uh, while we help them reduce costs um, without a huge investment, without retrofitting their plants or costly upgrades. Um, we're a Silicon Valley company. We were founded about five years ago. Uh, the first three years of that, we was uh, pretty much heads down with R&D developing the technology. And in the last year and a half, we've launched a product and getting great traction. Um, so that's Everest Labs in short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. And to dive a little further, obviously in this podcast, we are really interested in ESG and emerging tech teams. And your company seems to be a perfect marriage of the two. So um, could you tell us a bit more how the AI-powered robots that you that you use can actually help to save energy and reduce waste. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we call our solution Recycle OS, um, and essentially what it does is it digitizes the recycling stream. So in a in a in a material recovery facility or recycling center, you have a, a conveyor with all kinds of material, mixed material that people and businesses put into their recycling bins. Um, and today, uh, you know, largely the operation is very manual uh, in sorting those uh, materials. Uh, what we do is we use AI to recognize the images, identify those images, uh, those objects uh, in the recycling stream mm -hmm. uh, using computer vision and AI. Uh, it's a particularly hard problem to solve because, as you can imagine, when objects show up in a recycling facility, the, the variability and how they're presented uh, to the AI is, is very, very um, diverse. Um, it's and a it's a hard problem. It's a, it's a huge mess, uh, uh, pun intended. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, it's a particularly hard problem to solve. We've got uh, our AI trained on a data set of billions and billions of objects to be able to do this well. But once we capture those objects uh, through AI, uh, and we digitize um, sort of the the data coming in. We can make we can do a lot of improvements to the recycling facility and to the recycling process. So the first set of improvements we can do is provide a full visibility about how your plant is operating. So at each step of the sorting process that they go through, we can tell the recycling com companies how well each of those steps are, and they can optimize those steps to be able to get better outcome. So automatically, just through the data, we can improve a plant efficiency about 30, 40%. Uh, the next thing we do then is we use robotics to automate a lot of the sorting. So a lot of the sorting that you'll see uh, is done manually today. There are people with hazmat suits uh, picking through rubbish and pulling out recycle, recycle, recyclable material. Um, and what we do is we propose robotics to do that task. Uh, robotics are particularly well suited to um, for for this task, um, and we automate that. And we typically get about two to three x better performance uh, in terms of pick volumes, pick accuracy, 
um, versus in a sort of manual sorting, because you, you can imagine these are hard jobs. People are standing on over a conveyor belt uh, eight hour a day picking objects. So these are these are really yeah. challenging things sure. to do. And so robotics don't get tired. They work, you know, 24 seven. Um, and so basically we, we automate that using industrial robotics. And, and lastly, once it's gone through the whole sorting process, um, we can help create reports about what came in and what went out of the facility um, on an object by object basis. And that, this helps recycling companies meet their compliance and audit and regulatory goals uh, that, are, that are in front of them. So yeah, we, we use technology, AI and robotics to solve these kinds of problems. That's great to hear real world examples of how AI is actually transforming operations like that for the better. That's really yep. interesting. Yeah, I just I do mention ESG and, and I, you know, I think it, it's fairly obvious, but I'll mention it anyway is, you know, the, the more you recover, the less you have to produce. Right. So, you know, if you if you recover yeah. a can of That's aluminum, insane. you don't you don't have to mine new aluminum um, um, raw materials to make new aluminum. Um, so just a little little fun fact, um, we've got robotic cells that in a year can can um, recover about 7 million cans or, or, or bottles, whatever you program the robotics to do in a year. So that's wow. roughly equivalent to about 1,000 metric tons of CO2 um, emissions saved uh, from having to you know, kind of produce that aluminum again. So it's quite a, quite a big impact just with one robotic cell, right? And so you can see, um, you know, technologies like this can really make a difference to, um, um, the whole climate and, and sustainability, um, issues that we're facing. My next question is about, um, <clears throat> in general, uh, AI developments can cause a lot of concerns amongst working populations about skill replacements and job losses. Um, and this has, has been particularly a hot topic in the news since, uh, especially from the generative AI boom. So focusing more on the social side, uh, I would like to ask you, how do you maintain a positive working environment within your company uh, while at the same time driving this AI and robotics tax revolution yeah i mean i think there's, there's a there's a couple of different answers right in terms of um our own um, um staff and and employees um you know we we work on very sort of fundamental deep technology um development so you know there isn't really a risk of eliminating those jobs right Gener generative ai and and um and uh other types of AI are doing, you know, at, at this stage doing fairly, fairly, um, you know, um, um, I guess, lack of a better word, a fairly low level tasks in, in, uh, in these kinds of uh, domains. Uh, and we use generative AI to make our, you know, QA better to, to, you know, kind of help us write code and things like that, but it's not really replacing any jobs in, in the industry or the, the, the company that, that we're in. Um, everybody who's joined Everest Labs are, you know, super mission driven. Um, you know, we're working on making recycling work uh, and make it more economical. So that's, a you know, kind of a, a great mission and, you know, making a lasting impact on the planet. So there's really not an issue within the company itself. Um, more along the lines of, okay, so we, we're using robotics um, to automate some of the tasks that were done manually in recycling facilities. 
if you look at that, um, that's, you know, I, I think the, the, the way to look at that is really, uh, we're empowering recycling facilities because um, these jobs that, that the robots are doing are not jobs that people are particularly good at or want to do. These are very high repetitive tasks in, you know, kind of harsh environments. Um, recycling companies have a hard time filling these positions. Um, they have a hard time retaining people uh, in doing these jobs. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's super difficult work, right? And so, so we're empowering these, these uh, recycling facilities to automate some of these and use the people in more higher value, uh, less, less demanding uh, type of uh, positions that they have. Uh, so by helping them save money on sort of the, the more repetitive, the more manual sorts of tasks, they can use they can use the the money that they've saved and the labor that they have to do more higher value tasks. So I you know I don't see it as a way I, I don't see this as sort of a a, a negative uh, in terms of you know replacing labor or basically augmenting labor so that we do the the things that people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and you know overall you know, the, the, the results are very positive, right? So, so when a recycling company um, in, installs a system like ours, they're getting payback within months um, and they're able to do, you know, recycling companies are not particularly, you know, super profitable companies. They're working on slim margins so they can use that money that they're saving on other operational improvements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you for your, for your insights here. And we can see how AI and robotics uh, complement the work that your uh, that uh, yeah your workers are doing. So yeah, that's thank you, thank you so much. Um, I have one final question for you before you go, and that is, what advice would you give other companies uh, when considering the use of AI to to sustainable outcomes? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I come from a, a product management background. So I think the only advice that I can really give is don't focus on the AI, focus on the, the problem. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, complicated, um, unstructured problems that the real world faces today. Uh, and so you know, the only advice I could give is understand the problem um, and understand um sort of the, the stakeholders who are, who are involved in solving that problem. And if you can then go and, and create a large enough data set that's unbiased and, you know, basically a diverse data set that you can apply AI to, to solve that, then I think you're onto something, but, you know, I, I would, I would start with the problem first, not with, not with AI or the technology first. No. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Puba, for those instant insights. They've been really interesting. Thank you, Martina. Thank you. Well, Marty, that was a fantastic guest that you had today. Puba's insights on AI and ESG were super interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think what he said about the sustainability of AI and its application was really relevant and important to keep in mind. AI definitely has an incredible potential for the future, but we need to make sure we use it in the right way. Otherwise, it can cause problems. And for our listeners who liked today's episode and wanted to find out more about ESG, check out our latest webinar, ESG 2.0 Decoding Decarbonisation, 
where our expert panel will discuss the economic and political landscape that's approaching on this path to global net zero. On behalf of all of us from Thematic Intelligence, thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you.